0: Section 3B, Command, Authority, and Department of Defense Commander-in-Chief The United States Constitution establishes the basic principle of civilian control of the armed forces. As Commander-in-Chief, the President has final command authority. However, as head of the executive branch, he is subject to the checks and balances system of the legislative and judicial branches. Department of Defense Established by the National Security Act of 1947, the Department of Defense's function is to maintain and employ armed forces. The Department of Defense includes the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Joint Staff, and the Departments of the Army, Navy, including the United States Marine Corps, and Air Force. Furthermore, the Department of Defense includes the Unified Combatant Commands and forces dedicated to combined commands, defense agencies, and the Department of Defense field activities. As the civilian head of the Department of Defense, the Secretary of Defense reports directly to the President. Secretary of Defense The President appoints the Secretary of Defense with the advice and consent of the Senate. The Secretary of Defense serves as principal defense policy advisor to the President and is responsible for the formulation of general defense policy, policy related to all matters of direct and primary concern to the Department of Defense, and for the execution of approved policy. The operational chain of command runs from the President to the Secretary of Defense to the combatant commanders. A specific responsibility of the Secretary of Defense is providing written policy guidance for Department of Defense component chief's use to prepare and review program recommendations and budget proposals. The Secretary's guidance includes national security objectives and policies, military mission priorities, and the projected levels for available resources. The Secretary of Defense also provides Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff with written policy guidance to prepare and review contingency plans. The Secretaries of the Military Departments and the Commanders of the Combatant Commands are provided written guidelines to direct the effective detection and monitoring of all potential aerial and maritime threats to the national security of the United States. The Armed Forces Policy Council. The Armed Forces Policy Council assists in matters requiring a long-range view and in formulating broad defense policy the council advises the secretary of defense on matters of broad policy and reports on other matters as requested the council consists of the secretary of defense chairman the deputy secretary of defense secretaries of the army navy and air force the chairman joint chiefs of staff under secretaries of defense for policy and for acquisition Technology and Logistics, the Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Technology, and the four service chiefs. Sometimes, other departments and agencies in the executive branch are invited to attend specific meetings. Undersecretaries of Defense There are five Undersecretaries of Defense. Policy, Comptroller, Personnel, and Readiness, Acquisition, Technology, and Logistics, and Intelligence who assist the Secretary of Defense. The Secretary of Defense receives staff assistance through a number of special agencies, such as the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, Security Service, and Defense Logistics Agency, which provides special skills, expertise, and advice. Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff. Appointed by the President, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, The Chairman, Joint Chiefs of Staff, is selected from the officers of the regular components of the Armed Forces. The Chairman, while so serving, holds the grade of General, or, in the case of the Navy, holds the grade of Admiral, and outranks all other officers of the Armed Forces. However, the Chairman may not exercise military command over the Joint Chiefs of Staff or any of the Armed Forces. The operational chain of command runs from the President to the Secretary of Defense, to the combatant commanders. However, a provision of the Goldwater-Nichols Department of Defense Reorganization Act of 1986 permits the President to authorize communications through the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff. Consequently, DODD 5100.01, functions of the Department of Defense and its major components, places the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff in the communications chain of command. The Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff is the principal military advisor to the President, the National Security Council, and the Secretary of Defense. Further, the Secretary of Defense may assign responsibility for overseeing the activities of the combatant commands to the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff. Vice Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff The Vice Chairman, appointed by the President by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, is a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and performs such duties as prescribed by the Chairman with the approval of the Secretary of Defense. The vice chairman cannot be from the same uniformed service as the chairman and serves a tour of two years and may be reappointed for two additional terms. The vice chairman serves as the acting chairman in the absence, vacancy, or disability of the chairman. Senior Enlisted Advisor to the Chairman Senior Enlisted Advisor to the Chairman, SEAC, is a military position within the United States Department of Defense and is designated the Senior noncommissioned Officer in the United States Armed Forces. The SEAC is appointed by the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, CJCS, to serve as an advisor to the Chairman and the Secretary of Defense on all matters involving Joint and Combined Total Forces Integration, Utilization, Health of the Force, and Joint Development for Enlisted Personnel. The SEAC also serves as a spokesperson to leaders and organizations on applicable issues affecting the total enlisted force. Joint Chiefs of Staff Subject to the authority, direction, and control of the President and the Secretary of Defense, members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff serve as advisors to the President, Secretary of Defense, and the National Security Council. They provide the strategic direction of the armed forces. They review major materiel and personnel requirements of the armed forces according to strategic and logistic requirements and establish joint doctrine— Members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are also responsible for the assignment of logistic responsibilities to the military services, formulation of policy for joint training, and coordination of military education. Members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff, Vice Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chief of Staff, United States Army, Chief of Naval Operations, Chief of Staff, United States Air Force, Commandant of the Marine Corps, and Chief of the National Guard Bureau. The Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff presides over the Joint Chiefs of Staff and furnishes the recommendations and views of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to the President, National Security Council, or the Secretary of Defense. Other members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff may also provide advice to these bodies when requested. If a member disagrees with an opinion of the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff must present this advice in addition to his or her own. For the service chiefs, United States Army, Chief of Naval Operations, Chief of Staff, United States Air Force, Commandant of the Marine Corps, their Joint Chiefs of Staff duties take precedence over all other duties. Consequently, as the military heads of their respective services, Joint Chiefs of Staff members delegate many duties to their Vice Chiefs of Staff while retaining overall responsibility. Joint Staff The Joint Staff assists members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in carrying out their assigned responsibilities of strategic direction, unified operation of combatant commands, and the integration of all land, naval, and air forces into an efficient force. By law, the direction of the Joint Staff rests exclusively with the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff. The Chairman normally manages the Joint Staff through the Director of the Joint Staff. The director of the Joint Staff is selected by the chairman after consultation with other members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and with the approval of the Secretary of Defense. The staff's more than 1,500 military and civilian personnel are composed of approximately equal numbers of officers from the Army, Navy, and Air Force. Marines make up 20% of the number of allocated to the Navy. The Joint Staff is prohibited from functioning as a general staff and has no executive authority. Unified Combatant Commands and Combined Commands Unified Combatant Commands The President, assisted by the Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff through the Secretary of Defense, establishes Unified Combatant Commands for the performance of military missions. The Secretary of Defense assigns military missions through the Unified Command Plan. A Unified Combatant Command has a broad continuing mission and is composed of forces from two or more military departments. The Combatant Commander deploys, directs, controls, and coordinates the action of the Command's forces, conducts joint training exercises, and controls certain support functions. Combatant Commanders are responsible to both the Secretary of Defense and the President. Unified Combatant Commands are organized geographically or functionally. Geographic Unified Combatant Commands include the United States European Command, United States Pacific Command, United States Northern Command, United States Southern Command, and the United States Central Command. Functional unified combatant commands include the United States Special Operations Command, United States Transportation Command, and United States Strategic Command. Once assigned to a unified combatant command by the Secretary of Defense, a force cannot be transferred except by authority of the Secretary of Defense or under special procedures of the Secretary of Defense Office with the approval of the President. All units assigned to a Unified Combatant Command remain under the Combatant Command authority of the Unified Combatant Command commander and the administrative control authority of the respective service component commander. Combined Commands Combined Commands consist of forces from more than one Allied nation. Since Combined Commands are binational or multinational, their missions and responsibilities, including command responsibilities, must establish, assign, and conform to binational and multinational agreements. Normally, a combined command operates under the terms of a treaty, alliance, or bilateral agreement between or among the nations concerned. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, Combined Forces Command Korea, and Allied Command Operations are examples of multinational commands. Military Departments The military departments consist of the Army, Navy, including the Marine Corps, and, in wartime, the Coast Guard, and the Air Force. The service secretaries are responsible for providing efficiently organized, trained, and equipped forces to the combatant commanders. Although operational command of the forces rests with the combatant commanders under the direction of the Secretary of Defense, the service secretaries assist the Secretary of Defense in managing the administrative, training, and logistic functions of the military departments. Except in operational matters, the Secretary of Defense can issue orders to a service through their Secretary. Each service develops and trains their forces to perform functions that support the efforts of other services to accomplish the overall military objectives. The military departments share general and specific functions as outlined below, and the Air Force has primary functions designed to support the general and specific functions of the military departments. General Functions the traditional roles and mission of each branch of service are commonly referred to as functions. Besides specific combat roles, they furnish operational forces to unified commands. The Secretary of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff established the functions of each branch of the armed forces in the Key West Agreement of 1948. The Key West Agreement was revised in 1953 and again in 1958. The general functions of the armed forces are, too... Support and defend the United States Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Ensure, by timely and effective military action, the security of the United States, its possessions, and areas vital to its interests. Uphold and advance the national policies and interests of the United States. Specific Functions Along with general functions, military departments also have some specific functions they share. These include, but are not limited to, preparing forces and establishing reserves of personnel, equipment, and supplies for effective prosecution of war and military operations short of war, and planning for the expansion of peacetime components to meet the needs of war, maintaining in readiness mobile reserve forces properly organized, trained, and equipped for deployment in an emergency. Preparing and submitting to the Secretary of Defense budgets for their respective departments and justifying, before Congress, budget requests as approved by the Secretary of Defense. Administering the funds made available for maintaining, equipping, and training the forces of their respective departments, including those assigned to unified commands. Assisting each other in accomplishing their respective functions, including the provision of personnel, intelligence, training, facilities, equipment, supplies and services.